Hi, guys. Welcome to the Melanin Perspective. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jamie. Let's dive in. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Jamie. How How are are you? I'm all right. I got thrown off by your recording name, Bridget. (laughs) So I put that because people, typically people that are um, in their like 60s and up will call me Bridget. So I'll, you know, they'll ask me my name (laughs) and I'll say, (laughs) and I'll say Brittany and they will like oh Bridget (laughs) definitely said Brittany but that is hilarious yeah all right Bridget Brittany (laughs) how are you this morning I'm good I'm good I know morning there afternoon here but things are good I have no 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 complaints today it is a nice day actually you can see the mountains here and how are you Jane Jane on the mend from a cold. The whole household was sick this week, but we are doing better row, better row. Good. That's good. So what are we talking about today, Jamie? So today we're going to talk about the importance of consistency and routine. Yes. You know, yes. something I always say to my clients is the successes and failures of life are found in our routine. So yes. what you repeatedly do or repeatedly don't do directly tied to the success or failure of something you want or are not achieving oh listen you are preaching to the choir and we've talked about this before and Mm -hmm. um about this whole consistency and routine thing and uh, I've definitely struggled but it's, it's it's interesting I'm consistent with you know, some things and people, we all are, we are consistent in some aspects of our life, but then not in others. Mm -hmm. This guy I was dating-ish, I'm going to call that really, I don't really call it dating, but whatever. (laughs) He actually taught me, you know, he actually taught me, he actually, I learned from him, which that I wasn't really consistent. You know, this was years, Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? And he didn't, it wasn't even like he told me that, but we were just having a conversation and we were just talking about relationships and all that stuff. And we would talk about being consistent and he made me realize that I wasn't, you know, I was very emotional, still emotional, but definitely not like I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. but I was very emotional all over the place, you know, back and forth about what I wanted. And, right. um, and I, I, again, that right there, the, that behavior, very inconsistent so how do you want to be with someone and show them that when I'm not being consistent with even what what I'm saying you know um I looked at my journal from when over the years I've had it since college and Mm -hmm. oh my god Jamie so emotional and very inconsistent you know very consistent with what I wanted versus what I was putting out there with dating and all of this is kind of surrounding my relationships with men Mm. Um, and you know therapy thing right now stem from my relationship with my father it's always been inconsistent so my relationship with men from birth has been inconsistent right and um and so I had to you know take a step back so that's why I had to date it you know for a couple years and stuff because I was like okay let me 
you know, even though I learned that back then, I still didn't work on it in my 20s. But now, you know, I'm definitely in my 30s, close to mid 30s now. And I've been able to work on myself and figure out why am I so inconsistent when it comes to dating? Like, what do, what can I do? You know, you, and so, yeah. You said something key about um, what you wanted and what you were putting out there were not lining up. Mm. And, you know, when we think about consistency, we think, oh, a consistent workout routine or a consistent morning routine or something like mm. that. But consistency builds trust. Think about a relationship or a work environment. Your boss wants to trust you. They want to know consistently you're going to be that person that is reliable, shows up to work, can get the job done. Mm-hmm. You're not someone who's mad one day and cursing your coworker out or showing up 30 minutes late or, you know, like consistency breeds trust. When you're dating someone, they want to be able to know, you know, like I can call on you in a time of need or I can lean into you for an emotional need or I'm not going to take you out to a restaurant. And you're going to flip the table because you're going to curse the waiter out because something was wrong. Consistency breeds trust. So when you have relationships, when you have um, formations with other folks, consistency breeds trust with them. And that's why they continue to come back to you. Or you think about a TV show that uses a favorite makeup artist. They consistently get the job done. They go always go back to them. So mm-hmm. what we need to build consistency in, we have to take the, the perspective and make it broad and really look at other places in life where you have to make sure things are lining up what you say you want you know do you want to be successful in a certain career path well what are you consistently doing how much are you being a student in that subject how much are you taking extra steps to learn to put yourself out there to grow right take an honest evaluation about are we really being consistent in places in our life that we want more or say we want something from right yeah, and and it's hard. That's the thing, you know. So being consistent, it is a struggle. I'm doing um, a course right now with, um, she's a nutritionist, um, health coach named Chantel, and so she says all the time in her lessons that you will fall off the wagon. Like she even made part of the act. One of her activities was writing a bounce back letter, <laughs> and something nice. that you read. And I love it. So you're preparing for when you fall off, even with dealing with a person that's dealing with substance abuse, relapse is a part of the process. So we all fall off the wagon. And and in relationships with dating, you will make a mistake, you will fall off. And it's about bouncing back. So with this consistency, being consistent and having this routine, it's not, you're not going to ever be 100%, you know, um, at all. But it's about kind of how we come back and then how often we keep falling off. Too, I think in relationships, if you continue to fall off the wagon, if lying or cheating or whatever, then it's really going to be hard for you you to trust that person or trust yourself when okay. it's a consistent fall off. You know, it's hard to bounce back when you're consistent. You you're being in consistently inconsistent. Inconsistent. <laughs> yes. Consistently inconsistent. Consistent. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, and so it's important to also give ourselves some grace, you know, when we're in this process, but we, we have to keep pushing through. And one thing I'm learning, again, you know, with the dating situation, but also, I, so again, taking a step back from dating, I had to focus in on myself. Okay, what is it about me? How can I be consistent? So what is it that I'm lacking? 
you know, in my, um, what is it that I'm lacking in my, my personal life while I'm being inconsistent emotionally when I'm dating. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I think a lot of it starts from insecurities, you know? So for me, Mm -hmm. my insecure spots for the, you know, I would say for the past couple of years have been definitely my, my weight. So body image and Mm -hmm. financial. And it's like, okay, so how, how am I dropping a ball? How am I being inconsistent with myself? Mm -hmm. You know, so what can I change? Okay. Working out, you know, diet. Am I, what am I doing those two things? But then right. what I'm realizing, which I've known, but really it's hitting me now. And I was just telling Jamie about this was that I don't have a routine. So, okay, how yeah. can I be consistent if I don't even have a regular day-to-day routine? Like I've always wanted to work, you know, mm-hmm. random hours and work for myself, but I still need some kind of routine in that in order to be consistent. So absolutely. That's what I'm working on now with Chantel, getting a morning routine, you know, yes. and it's going to help with everything, mental clarity, my emotional state. So I won't binge eat because let me tell you, I, last night was one of those moments. I was very emotional and I ate plenty of cookies, plenty, plenty of, of them, cookies. plenty of them. And I was and so she has us documenting, you know, when we do overeat, you know, and we're binging, where did it come from? And then one, it was late at night, so I should have been asleep. Then two, mm. I was, I sh- and um, yeah, I was anxious, you know? So when I'm anxious and I, and you know, then I couldn't sleep, I eat, you know? So I have to make sure that I hit that mark and mark. go to bed at the same time every night. So I don't be up. So I'm not up and I'm not eating. That awareness stuff. is key. That mm. awareness is key. Um, yes. yes. When I work with a lot of my clients, I start with what is your morning and night routine like? I can't tell you how many people tell me they hop out of bed maybe 20, 30 minutes before they need to be on mm-hmm. camera for Zoom or whatever they're doing for work. And they feel disheveled, anxious, unprepared, all that. When I've challenged people, ma'am, what are you doing? I'll just clicking and clacking in. Sorry. When I challenge people to add 30 minutes on the front side of their day and make time for something like a shower or to have your cup of coffee in stillness where you are setting intentions for your day, where you are taking some solo time or meditating, it is quite a dynamic shift. So, you know, I don't recommend trying to build a morning and a night routine all together because it can get overwhelming, but eat the elephant one bite at a time. So start with the morning working, make the changes or start with the night, get off your phone, scrolling in bed. Right. Take your tail to sleep. Are you using a diffuser with essential oils? Are you taking a hot shower at night to wind your central nervous system down? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing to be intentional about trying to create a good sleeping atmosphere that adds to a successful, productive nighttime routine that aids in good restful sleep that reduces anxiety in the morning? You see, it's a, it's a cycle. All right. So start with your routines. Yep, that definitely. And because with the routine, it helps you, you know, put things like you say in perspective, like you'll, you will have that mental clarity, you will have that extra space when I do wake up and I'm on, I when I wake up earlier, and I get to work a little earlier, I don't feel as flustered, you know, I'm able to, you know, and that helps set the tone, you know, for the rest of the day. If you're ripping and running already, and I'm like that. I have one of my friends, she's like that too. She's a teacher and she, 
kind of rules out of bed, you know. And I I told her the other day, I was like, I don't know how you have made it. She's been teaching for at least 10 years. And I was like, how do you just do that? And so it it was interesting talking about my morning routine. I'm just asking her how she does it, you know, but not trying to sway her any in any way. So at the end of the conversation, she was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna look into this morning routine thing. I was like, Oh, you know, like <laughs> You know, because she's she's very fit, you know, she works out constantly. She definitely eats eats really well. And I do think but she's very tired a lot of the time. She's very exhausted. And I and I I think a big part of it is because she does not have that morning routine and even at night. So a part of this morning routine also includes like a night routine. So waking up at the same time every day, having the process that you do in the morning, you know, and then going to work, doing whatever you can throughout the day, making sure you eat at the same time as well, which is another thing that's difficult, which we are not perfect. We fall off, but trying to make mm-hmm. sure we eat at the same time. And she actually, with the, the lady that um, Chantel is, she has us give, give ourselves windows of when we would eat. So it's not, you don't have to eat at the same exact time, but you give yourself a window between this right. time and this time. It's, it's like a two hour window because, you know, things change and shift throughout the day. And then when you come home, the time she has this one thing that you do at the one thing, what kind of task you should do at the same time every day. And so for me, because I'm using Fenty Skin because it's everything, um, I do my skin routine <laughs> every night. So I decided to do that at the same yes. time every night. Yeah. And that helps me set the tone of going to bed. So I do that and brush my teeth. And then that, and then it also yeah. makes me kind of go ahead and go just do my shower, take my shower, everything like that as well. And I'm like, oh, okay like so I'm not like scrambling at the end of the night you know I'm like this is amazing like come through that's part of self-care too that skin routine has changed my life since quarantine yeah it's something that I started during the pandemic and I'm like who I haven't I been doing this this is great but uh yes Uh, you know one thing you were talking about mornings and getting up uh, one of the best things that ever came across my threshold was stop telling yourself you're not a morning person. Because for years, I would say, oh, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. And anything that you tell yourself, your subconscious mm-hmm. believes and operates out of. Mm-hmm. So anytime you would need to get up early, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so aggravated. I'm not a morning person. Because this is the narrative that you continue to sell yourself. So stop telling yourself you're not a morning person. Mm-hmm. reframing that statement by saying you know I do struggle to get up early sometimes but I'm working on that I am working on changing my mindset about needing to get up early because I'm going to be 1000% honest with you so much of your day happens before 6 six thirty a.m like now consistently since the last week of October I've been getting up at the end of the four o'clock hour so that I'm having my morning workout started by 5 45 in the morning so making sure that you change your language to Mm -hmm. what you tell yourself and sell yourself and then reframing it to a positive spin. I may not have been successful with getting up early before. Mm -hmm. I'm actually putting effort into working on this and I'm going to get better with it. Right. Language is everything. Your subconscious believes and operates out of what you tell it because your subconscious doesn't have a mind. It works off of familiarity. It works off of habit it works off of routine so if you are consistently telling yourself something negative or thinking negative things all the time or woe is me land 
that's how you're going to continue to operate. Right. If you if you stick in the bad, why wouldn't you reframe that with something good so that your body starts your your actions and thoughts and behaviors start replicating that. Right. I know and like and you've definitely said this to me a lot over the years. Um and it has been I'm, to be honest, being here, being in like solitude here definitely has really like because I'm with myself all the mm-hmm. time and I I really see, you know, how I really have needed to change my language. I mean, I've gotten better, but here has been a struggle trying to mm-hmm. stay positive. I told myself the other day that I'm just going to I have a st- on my sticky note, you know, it said something, something June 10th. And that's when I'm you know, I'm heading back to Atlanta and you know i was good for a few days you know and then i heard that we were going to be red again for 30 days it's not red it's orange but um i was like oh my god i'm ready to go and then i was like no Brittany," you know reverting back to that that language and even today when our stores were closed here i was like i'm just so over it and then i was like you know what it's okay I got to the commissary on base was open. So I was happy. And then I actually had to just do some alternatives. to what my meal prep was going to be for the week. And I was like, oh, you know, I got everything in one stop shop. So I still had enough time to get home and work out at um, two o'clock, which is the time I wanted to work out today. So everything worked out. So I was like, okay, you know, it's okay. Bring jump back on it. Like, you know, so, you know, I have to remind myself. I want you to dig for the lesson in your season of solitude. And I would say, I'm just going to go on a limb here that it hasn't, you haven't fully garnered it yet because of what you just told me, but there's a lesson for you here in this season, something really deep down for you to garner here. Um, Our life happens in seasons. Sometimes we are in abundance of people with us and, you know, great social life and great relationships and this, that, and the other. And then things can shift and we enter seasons of solitude where we might lose some friendships or we might lose some connections. And there's always a lesson of self-growth and maturation for you in those stiller moments, in those quieter moments where you are by yourself, whether by choice or force, there's a lesson for you there. One of my seasons of solitude, I have had so many. I mean, when I moved to Savannah, Georgia and did grad school, when I went with Marquise to California for his job coming from that to here to Illinois there have been so many lessons and they're really uncomfortable and you don't want to stay in them you want to run you want to go like I don't I never even told a lot of people but when we first got to California so he took a job in LA and he had already lived in three other states at this point it was my first time leaving Georgia everything that I knew and loved comfortable with we got married he took a job in LA and we moved. And for the first month, ooh, I thought we weren't going to make it. I thought we were going to get a divorce. It was a lot of tension. Um, I didn't have a job lined up. He had to go to work every day. He'd come on and be like, what did you do today? And I hated that question. And there were times that I would look up flights. And I was like, I could just pack a suitcase, fly home while he at work. And, you know, like, just go. couple times I looked up flights. I didn't think we were going to make it. But you're put in these seasons for a reason. And after about a month or two, I realized I'm the only one that's going to be able to change my mindset here. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one that can change how I look at this season. I'm the only one that can change how I interact with my husband at this point. Like, what am I going to do to be the change agent? And, you know, those 
type of revelations don't happen instantly or overnight, but you got to be so freaking uncomfortable that you can no longer sit with the discomfort and you make a change. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm experiencing now, to be honest. Um, I was really sick of myself a few weeks ago. Yeah, I fell off the wagon, I would say, coolly a little bit today and then over the past, over the weekend, really. And and I was so sick. I was like, Brittany, you've been here for how many months? And you are still so eager to go, you know, and it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. you, I have to like, and I've, and I've felt myself, I said, I've, and the, the thing is, is the people around me feel the same way. So it's hard, you know, it's, it's a bit difficult because they feel the exact same way. But I told myself, I said, okay, I can't keep harping on this need to leave, you know, and I talked about it with my therapist as well. And so today, I, what I told myself actually a, couple, a week or two ago, um, I didn't do today, but talking to you made me think about it. I'm just going to write it down. So if I'm frustrated, like I can just put a note in my phone instead of putting it out into the world, like saying something mm. to someone, because I'm mm-hmm. really big on venting to people. My friends know that's mm-hmm. one of my flaws, but um, but I need I don't want to keep putting out that kind of energy. I got to get it out, though, because it's I have to get it out, but I need, but I, I'm putting it down. So I'm going to create on my little notes, like my, it's called it my, you know, venting journal and, mm-hmm. um, and just put it in my phone, you know, like I'm just frustrated then, you know, whatever, why, and then leave it alone and let it go. Cause I, again, I was fine. I was frustrated, but then I went to the store and I was fine. I was like, you should have saw me at the girl's store. I was like dancing. I was like, oh, so my, my mood was so much better. <laughs> Even since I got back home, yeah. it's fine. Like I'm, I'm not frustrated, you know, like it's, you know, but I do need to just write it down and get it out and stuff. So I will yeah. definitely do that. But I, I have, I was sticking myself a couple of weeks ago. I was like, girl, you guys are saying this like, ugh. so I do, I, I know I have to. So yeah, working on it, working progress, working on being this, getting this consistency thing down with, you know, with myself and being positive, really, right. really trying to be positive. Right, right, right. So, yeah, you, I mean, you're, you're on the path. You know, I, I hear a lot of people say it's hard. It's hard. And I always rebuttal with hard doesn't equal impossible. Yeah. You know, the things when you're trying to make changes or, you know, change behaviors or patterns of thought and all that. Why would it be easy? More than likely, you've been in this pattern for quite some time. Why would it be easy? If it was easy, we all be great, amazing people just doing wonderful things in life and there'd be nothing wrong in the world. So, of course, it's hard. But hard shouldn't deter us from doing the dirty work. Right. Um, You know, hard shouldn't deter us from trying to build consistent routines that better us in some kind of way. Reading books, listening to podcasts that, you know, require you to question and think and challenge and level up. Uh, Making sure you have people in your life who also ask more from you ask you to be a better version of yourself ask you to put down some of the baggage you've been carrying you need them kind of people in your life who challenge you like that right if everyone around you is like a yes girl i know me too child what are we what are we what are we doing right and we have to stop attributing you know even if like myself for example attributing you know me just ready to go with the stores being closed today it really wasn't about Mm -hmm that about me ready to leave you know because you know that's a you know I know that but it's not it wasn't that it was that I woke up later 
So mm-hmm. my day was pushed back, you know? So I was, mm-hmm. I was tired because I went to bed later. So I woke up later and I ate crap last night. So it pushed my day back. So then I got, finally got to the store, but I was trying to rush to her and get there and come. So it was really, wasn't me just ready to go. It was, I didn't stick to my routine, my schedule. So it threw things off for me. And so I have to think about what, this is why routine is important because if your routine's off, that's what throws it off. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, what's happening always around you is what you didn't do or something that you fell off of. So you have to kind of bring it back to you back internally. Um, I always say you look within. That is just how, within. that mm-hmm. is like the, the healthiest way to be, you know, again, you're in a relationship, whatever is happening, you're upset, you know, why are you upset? Look within. We, we try to attribute a lot of our unhappiness, our anger, our frustrations to things and people around us, which, you know, it may be part of that, but a lot of times it's a big portion of that too is from within. So, right. you know, that would be a little takeaway, you know, from for this takeaway. But, but yeah, but thank you, Jamie. Like, this was good. This is therapeutic. This is my therapy session, guys. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My takeaway is um, look at your look at your routines. See where you can make tweaks. See where you have behaviors that are not serving you positively and where you can try to replace them with more positive behaviors. And take an honest stock of where you are not being consistent in life or where you're being consistent in the wrong behaviors. Mm -hmm. Because consistency, yeah, it has a positive connotation to it, but we can be consistent in negative things too. Right. So it it takes a good spotlight on our life and find out where am I being consistent and is it good serving me well or serving me negatively? Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you for listening. See you later, Bridget. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Bye.